everybody, and welcome to another week of the Awkward Silence program. I was told there'd be clapping. I'm sorry uh, to make that uncomfortable for everybody. Uh, this is the show that takes you from the spotlight into the green room with some of your favorite stand-up comics as well as some of the best undiscovered talent here in Las Vegas. Uh, if you're watching us live, definitely hit us up with questions and comments in the chat. If you miss us live, email me anytime, seriously, anytime. Uh, at awkward at vegasvideonetwork.com. Uh, download the show via iTunes. Uh, we got the uh, audio only if you're offended by all of this. Uh, and uh, and I, think, I think that's it. So I'm Brian Malika, by the way. Once again, we are Toblerless, uh, as Brant is going off to uh, Los Angeles uh, for another, what I can only imagine to be successful trip. He is saying that he hopes it is successful, unlike his last trip, which is successful by like everyone's uh, you know, definition except for his. So uh, I hope that, uh, that things go very, very well for him on this trip. We do have an awesome headliner that I'm excited to get to in a few moments. I uh, just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, a big thank you once again to, uh, to Kevin Meany, who was our guest last week. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of people uh, enjoyed the show, got a lot of, uh, of email about it and, and comments. There were a few things that he said that I thought were really telling about uh, sort of a, a stand-up comics mindset. Uh, the first was when he, and this is something that we'd sort of talk about. Can we get the, can we just do this real quickly and get it out of the way? Can everybody fucking see this ear? Look at that. It is like, it's like fucking Japanese radioactive deal right here. Look at that. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway, uh, when he talked about how lonely it is, you know, we were talking about the different things he does, and he talked about how lonely the actual lifestyle uh, of being a comic is. Uh, and that's something we kind of touched on before, uh, but to, just to kind of put it in perspective uh, as to how lonely a lifestyle it can be, uh, we, we kind of joked about it at the very beginning of the last show, but when he first, you know, when, Scott, when you first called him to do the show, he, uh, you know, he had no idea what kind of show it was, <laughs> to the point where the guy on the, you know, he talked to the producer uh, over at the Hilton, who, who told him, yeah, is that the one that's in somebody's living room? Yeah, they're, they're really worried we might kill him. Right. But he still got in your car. Because, you know, and, and we even talked about it when, when we first started getting comics on the show and, you know, you were looking to reach out to some comics as well. You're like, what's the pitch? You know, what do you say? I'm like, here's how you get a comic on the show. You want to kill one hour of your otherwise miserable day? Uh, when you work 45 minutes a night, you are just begging for anything to do. So the fact that, you know, he might have been killed in somebody's, like, creepy cellar was not even, yeah, it wasn't even a complete deterrent. Uh, the, uh, the other thing that I thought was fascinating was when he talked about, I was asking him between acting and writing and, and comedy, what his favorite thing was. Uh, and he said, whatever uh, the next gig is that keeps me from having to go back to my day job, right? Which you'd think after 32 years, maybe you just, you know, you take it easy a little. I don't even know, I, I don't think his day job is still in business probably after 32 years. But I mean, you know, that guy's, uh, you, you know, he's been on uh, TV doing stand-up, he's, he's, he's got a fucking Emmy. For Christ's sake, you know what I mean? So you'd think that, uh, that at that point, like you'd take a breath, but it's still, I, I think that's one of those things when you're a comic, it's just sort of ingrained in you. Like you're so afraid that you're gonna have to go back to Kinko's uh, eventually, <laughs> that, you, uh, you know, that, that you're just so thankful when anything appears uh, on your calendar. Uh, anyway, so I just thought that those were two really uh, interesting things as it pertained to the, the Meany interview. Uh, wanted to say one other thing, because we got uh, an email question from uh, Martin. Uh, Martin is a fan of this show, also a fan uh, of comedy in general. He lives in New York, uh, and he wanted to know uh, from, from me as someone who, who lived and performed a lot in New York and now lives and performs a lot in Las Vegas, is there a difference? And we've 
tried to talk about this a few times on the show, and I, don't th I think it wasn't until yesterday when I was reading his email that it really hit me. The, the biggest thing that I can point to that's, that, that's different between the two, uh, first off, the, uh, there's a pro and a con of each, and they're complete opposites of each other. Uh, the pro of Las Vegas is, I really think that when people come out to see a show in Las Vegas, their intent is to have a good time. You know? Like, so Brant and I have talked about you know, him performing in, in Cheyenne and, and me performing in Tucson and how the, there always seems to be just sort of a stronger ovation there because that's their whole night out. It's not quite that in Vegas, but still, when people go to a show in Vegas, I think that that's, you know, I think that they're intending on having a good time. It's that kind of town. You're going out, you want to have fun. I always found that in New York, some of the times, like the crowd felt like they were doing you a fucking favor, right? <laughs> All right, I'm here, now what? Right, just very judging, staring. Uh, but I feel like in, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, in Vegas people start at a 7. And it's your job to try and get them up 8, 9, 10. In New York, I swear they started at a 3. And it is just, okay, you've got to work your ass off to get up here. Uh, on the flip side of that, I think the pro of, of New York is people are a little bit more open-minded when it comes to material. I don't want to say smarter. Uh, you know, the, believe me, I, I lived there for five years. There's some fucking retards there. Uh, but uh, but I, feel, I feel like they're a little bit more open-minded to, to maybe uh, you know, material that's either uh, risque or, or just not the usual. Whereas here in Vegas, you find a lot of rooms tend to want things that they've seen or heard of before. They're, they're comfortable with. Is the crowd different? I mean, <clears throat> there was a, a report that said the average Vegas visitor is about 50 years old. Mm -hmm. And so I'm yeah. assuming a lot of those people are going to comedy shows, whereas yeah. in New York, I'm assuming most of them are locals. Right. No, I think, I think you, you hit it on the head. And whether it's visitors or uh, locals, uh, you know, for, for a town that's you know, labeled Sin City, there uh, are a whole lot of older people living here. Uh, it's a lot more conservative of a town than you would think uh, Las Vegas would be. Uh, so yeah, I think that, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Um, is, you know, that that's, kind of lends itself to um, people wanting things to be a little bit more on the mainstream. If you side. were to start in comedy, would you prefer to start in New York or Las Vegas? And the reason why I ask this is I've been exposed to a lot of open mics here. There seems to be a ton yeah. of open mics here. Is it the same in New York? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a million more uh, in, in New York because uh, every, every shithead who wants to be a musician or an actor or anything uh, you know, tries to set up a room just to get exposure. So there's a ton of open mics. There's also more clubs, uh, you know, there. But um, honestly, I don't know. I, I, I've said it before, and, uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll ask our, our guest about this, too, because he performs here a lot. This is such a weird town for comedy. I can't imagine how anybody starts out here. So between the two cities, I, I guess I'd rather start out in, in New York. Um, but, uh, but neither one of them, I don't think, is, is really nurturing for a, uh, for a young comic just, just starting out. Well, then where would you go? Where would you start out? You started out in, was it Tucson? In Tucson, Tucson. yeah. And uh, if, if I could do it again, and, and again, you know, this was, you got to talk about, you know, talking 10 years ago uh, when, when I was starting, uh, I would have, you know, I, I would have started out on the road when there was, mo there was more road work, first of all, back then, and I think it would have made me stronger. Uh, and a little bit more savvy. That was the biggest part, was sort of the business savvy. I was so green and, and just, you know, just fucking ripe for the raping. Uh, but, uh, uh, so I would, have, I would have gone out on the road and, and kind of just tried to get stronger, you know, meet, meet more comics, uh, you know, network a little bit, do the business side, learn the business side. So when I got there, you know, I wasn't uh, so naive. Um, so I don't know, but again, I, I don't have that same sort of, I can't say that that would work now, because I know that the road doesn't exist the way it did even 10 years ago, let alone, you know, uh, 20 uh, or, or more. So, 
Uh, I'm basically, I guess, saying you're fucked if you want to do comedy. That's not what I wanted to say. That's not how I started this conversation, wanting to end it. But uh, I don't know what the answer is. Clearly, if, <laughs> first of all, I think you should probably find somebody successful if we're going to, uh, to, to really delve into to what works best. Uh, yeah, we got a chat question? Yeah, what are the chat guy Bob wants to know is, have you been to Chicago? <clears throat> Chicago, is Chicago a good uh, city for just stand-up? I know they have Second City or whatever it right. is there, but... Uh, have you I, done stand-up in, in Chicago? I've never done stand-up in Chicago. I've, I, I know a lot of comics that, that work out of Chicago. From what I hear, it's, it's not a great scene. It's, it's similar to the New York scene where there's a ton of, uh, of smaller open mics and, and rooms, uh, a handful of clubs that are hard to crack into. Um, so from, from what I hear, again, this it, is all secondhand, it, it's, it's similar to New York, but on a smaller scale. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, can't, I can't vouch for it, but it's a great city. I'm sure, I'm sure it's fun. <laughs> Sure, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, look, let's get to it. Enough of my nonsense. Uh, we have an awesome headliner, and I would like to introduce you to him right now. All right, so our headliner uh, today is an absolutely hysterical comic uh, that I've, uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, watching a few times in the past. Uh, he is a nationally touring headliner, and you can see him this week uh, downtown at the Four Queens. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Robert Duchesne. How are you, sir? Welcome. How are you? Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Appreciate it. I, uh, I actually... Killing an hour of my miserable fucking day, <laughs> <Right>. apparently. <laughs> I was talking about other people. Other people. Right. Um, I actually was under the impression until we met earlier that you lived in Vegas, because you are here a ton. You are here, here all the time. Yeah. What's, uh, so what's the story with that? I work cheap. <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> so that, that automatically... And Vegas is hurting right now, yeah. so... Perfect. Yeah, but you're out here for sometimes like weeks, chunks at a time. Well, I did uh, Sin City Comedy Club last week, and now I'm at L.A. Comedy Club downtown. Mm -hmm. Sin City's at uh, Planet Hollywood. Right. L.A. Comedy Club downtown. Right. But with Vegas, the audience changes every week. Right. You can't do that in most cities because the people go from yeah. one club to another. Here, right. they the comedy don't. fans are the comedy fans in that city. Right, 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 right. Here, they fly. You know, they fly out the next day. So is that is that a, matter? So, as somebody who's worked here a ton, what what are your thoughts on, on the questions? You know, we, we got earlier. What's going on with your ear, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, <fuck laughs> I'm not even kidding. Now I can feel it. I don't know if it's. I, I'm a bit of a hypochondriac just in general, and I don't know if it's because it looks red in the camera or what. But it's fucking like I feel like my head is on fire. Uh, this will take care of that. Uh, Maybe you're affected by whatever the fuck Yushima from Japan, the <laughs> nuclear something, plant. That shit is going to start. You should have known when the name of it's fuck Yushima. <laughs> no, it's got fuck you in it. I'm right. with you. I feel like there's got to be a way to cash in on that, by the way. What's be that? like an earthquake or tsunami profiteer. Oh, I'm just saying. I that, believe there are people who are already doing it. <laughs> Damn it. Tom. Once again, I'm behind the curve. Uh, no, as somebody who works here a lot, what are your thoughts on Vegas as a comedy city as opposed to L.A.? Or I mean, you've been around the country, other places you've been. Well, I heard you talking. The thing with the, the Las Vegas crowds is most of them don't go to comedy clubs normally. That's a good point. But yeah. they're in Vegas, and they're like, well, we got to see a show. Right. You know, everybody has to see a show, and they're in right. Vegas, so they find the cheapest one. <laughs> right. That they can possibly And here buy. we are. Yeah. So they can say, because the wife is like, we got to see a show, all right? <laughs> like, Sin City, there's tits and comedy. It's good. Yeah. So, it's a show. Know, it's a full show. Everybody wins or loses, depending. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, those people don't know what they're allowed to laugh at, really, a lot of yeah. times. So you kind of have to guide them. Yeah, but you're also a guy that doesn't shy away from, you know, material that some people would call edgy. Like, you talk about race in your act and religion and, and stuff like that. Is, is, 
do you get it all? So when you come to Vegas and you know that's the crowd, do you get it all kind of, uh, maybe I should tone this down a little bit? Uh, no, I just talk faster. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just get to the next joke and hopefully they'll like that one. Right. And you tease them a little bit for, you know, being so tight-ass about it. Right. That's, that's, that helps. Yeah. It is weird how people love laughing at themselves. Like, you would think, like, everyone says, oh, I don't want to sit up front. But I swear to God, you find somebody and you talk to them and you break their balls, they fucking love it for yeah. a little while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it depends weird. on how far you go. Right. Yeah. I don't do much crowd work unless they talk to me. Right. So, I mean, that's why I like the lonely life, uh, life of the comedian. Right. Not a fan of people. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's weird, isn't it? Right, but it, you're right. absolutely right. You're around people all the time, but there's a, there's a distinct separation. It's you and them. I, I was working on some joke that never worked, but I was talking about how I don't like people. Right. And some woman in the audience says, well, why do you do this? And I said, because I want to talk to you. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> and I lost the crowd completely. It took me a long time to get them back on my side. Uh, but every comic laughed their ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you learn. <laughs> People really don't want to be that insulting. <laughs> you got to find a clever way to say it. You know? Maybe the truth wasn't the way to go on that particular exactly. joke. I used to do a joke about how I'm better than them. And I right. had to stop doing that. Yeah, but. I could see that one getting abrasive. Yeah. Um, have you ever been told, like, listen, you got to tone it down, like you're a little too rough for this room? Uh, when I like started that? out, uh, I didn't start, I started in 91, mm -hmm. was like 34 years old when I started. And um, uh, then there was clubs, they didn't want you to do drug jokes, they didn't want you to say fuck. Right. Now it's back to, you know, anything goes. open wild west, you can say anything you want. Right. Pretty but much. did you find, like, were you one of those guys that says, all right, look, if that's what you want, that's fine? Or did you take sort of the artist's hard line and say, No, you know, I started out, I was pretty bad. I, I started out in Portland. Okay. And that's another important thing where you start out. You know, uh, San Francisco's a great comedy town. Yeah. New York, is a, you see a lot of great guys come out of New York. And Chicago, there's a bunch of places. But, yeah. you know, you can, you can end up being pretty hacky if you work just the road stuff yeah there's there's a know. term it's road hack road and, uh, hack yeah and right, that's exactly. and that kind of uh, it, and that's what i was i had the sport <laughs> coat with the did you sleeves really you, pushed up tennis shoes hey. <laughs> yeah i don't i don't buy that at all yeah but i love this town and that, then you know that term kind of great when you get it finished you know <laughs> zing so, uh <laughs> And the, yeah, and that, that term kind of came from, uh, yeah, road hack came from, uh, yeah, these groups of guys that they would just go from city to city, and they all just kind of sounded the same, and they all just kind of looked the same. And, you know, these crowds that, like you said, aren't, aren't necessarily comedy savvy. You know, they, they loved it. They're like, I didn't well, this say is, that, by the way. Oh, did, um, did I say that? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they're like, well, this is what comedy is probably supposed to be like. You right, know what I mean? right. So oh, no, like, I said that about Las Vegas. They okay, don't normally go to exactly. comedy clubs. But the, the road for people, that you, you don't just go to cities, you go to small Right. Cities and towns. Right. Right. And like uh, that's the road is like going out through Montana, Wyoming, and you're like bringing news to these people that they <laughs> news they from the West. Yeah. You know, like I would never I would never I mean, I probably could now, but I would never advertise or promote my podcast. Right. Because it'd be like, what's a podcast? In fact, <laughs> even now, I say internet radio show. Yeah, it's more palatable. Yeah, for sure. yeah. People understand what it is. Yeah, but yeah, and the other idea was like these these people would take jokes from like these bigger comedy cities where people were doing a little bit more clever, and they would take it out to these remote cities, you right. know, where no one else, they, you know, they weren't watching comedy on TV or anything like that. So they, you know, essentially they could steal jokes and do them around, and they're they're a hit for the night. But you know, it's, so that's kind of where the where road hack comes from. Yeah, and I think well, I, I can't really say how many what the percentage is, but I mean you start out like when I started out I wanted to just stand in front of the mic and tell my little jokes right you know and not put anything into it but right. then I was in the middle of fucking Montana right that that doesn't go 
Right. You know, yeah. I mean, I had one guy throw a quarter on the stage. You know, call somebody who's got some jokes for you or some stupid oh, shit like right. that. So then I ended up being fucking just a fucking clown dancing for these people. Right. Which you don't want to do. Right, and that's the thing. So, but it, you kind of need to be in the middle. To. Right. And then, so that's so that's almost like what breaks you down as a comic. It, it, no comic goes into it, like you said. Uh, you know, preparing like this is what I'm definitely going to do for my career. But all right, this is going to work everywhere I go. So I guess I'll right. just do this, even though it doesn't necessarily have like a soul to it. Or, or right, right, like right, right. Well, hopefully you learn on your own. Right. Eventually, which I did. I mean, I had a couple people tell me. Uh, well, in fact, I I moved to San Francisco. Yeah. I did a set at Cobb's Comedy Club in the Cannery, which isn't there anymore. They moved their huge, their huge, but they used to be the legendary small. club. Right, right, very artistic. <coughs> Excuse me, I did a set. I killed, and I'm standing in the lobby looking at all the headshots of all the you know famous comics that have been there, and I'm just thinking, well, I wonder how many weeks a year I'll be working here. You know? <laughs> right, right. I just destroyed this crowd. Right. And then the owner came up to me and he's like, you know, I don't want to say, say you're a road hack. Because I hear some good stuff, mm -hmm. but you have a lot of road in your act. Wow! You need to come down here, and he said, "I'll give you plenty of stage time." I hear some really good stuff in there, and just changed my whole so that was outlook. The, that was a, sort of the moment where you said, "Okay, uh, you know, I need to sort of change what I'm doing." Yeah, that yeah, was, wow. absolutely. And then you know, San Francisco is so great because people won't let you get away with doing hack material. Right. You know, they'll right. they'll call you on it. I mean, they're not assholes about it, but. Right. Or some of them are, but <laughs> mostly they're not. They're right. like, hey, you know, I've heard that 90 times before. Right. So. It, it, was it hard for you kind of just, uh, and, and I'm sure you didn't have to redo your entire act. But, I pretty but, much did. Okay. Well, then there I, you go. Uh, I was headlining <laughs> on the road for five, or, uh, five years in. Yeah. And then I moved to San Francisco and pretty much threw away my whole life and started from scratch. See, and I want to talk to you about that. Cause I, so I was doing stand-up for a while, then I took this, you know, this chunk of time off, and then I came back, and there was sort of a comfort. Even though like, I felt I was sort of a different person when I came back, and I wanted to do sort of different jokes, there was sort of this core where I, I, I couldn't, you know, I was freaked out. I, I, I didn't want to let everything go. So it's sort of been a process, you know, trimming away old stuff, but, but you know, keeping some things that, that I know will work while trying to work on new material and sort of a new persona. Did you, was it gradual for you, or did you say, hey, uh, fuck it, I'm, I'm a No, no, man. it's gradual. It's yeah. not like you can't throw away 45 minutes <laughs> right, yeah. and write another 45 yeah, minutes. that's hard you to know? do. I had a wish list. Right. Shit I wish I could quit doing. Right. Oh, you really? know what I mean? Okay. As soon as I write another joke, I was like, all right, fuck, that one's gone. Okay. And so just built up. Because you still got to make a living. Right. You know. Right. And that's the thing. Like this idea that you just go up and you talk about whatever you want. Okay. Well, you still want to make this group of people laugh. And when you do that, then you get work out of it. Right. So, they so bring you, you back. Right. You can't so, go, hey, look, I wasn't happy with my, <laughs> my act before, so I'm going to try just free-balling it up here. <laughs> right. And everyone's going to hate that's it. that's actually not wearing underwear, but you know what I mean. <laughs> also uh, something to try if you've never done it before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, but yeah, you can't. You can't just do that. As, as great as sort of a romantic idea that that is, you can't fucking just no. just drop it and expect no, to keep no, working. No, There's no. a job part. You to have this. to. You have to make money. Right. And once you've been doing comedy for a while, you're not qualified to do anything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. When yeah. the last thing on your resume is is like fucking you know working at the at the Delta like whatever Kevin Meany was talking about last week. Well, how are you going to go back to a day job? So you right. have to do what you have to do to keep getting the work. Yeah. Yeah. You're not qualified for anything. <laughs> What have you been doing for the last 15 years? Uh, drinking and swearing at people at midnight. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm only going to be able to work an hour. dick jokes. I can do dick jokes. I'm only going to be able to work an hour a day, and I'm going to need one of these. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, exactly. Do you have a girl that will bring this by like halfway through? Or we how can does... start around 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. That would be great as well. That's when I'm really dialed in. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you've sort of embraced... Uh, 
you know, the social media, because uh, we, we, you know, going back to talking about the business side of things, you have to figure out a way to, to get your name out there. There's a billion comics. It's not just send a tape anymore. So you're, you're podcasting. You got a great website. You don't even have tapes anymore. <laughs> right, That's yeah. the thing. When right. I started, it was tapes. You literally have been How long you, you said like 10 years you've yeah. been doing it? Yeah. You'd start out, you 10, you know, you, I remember when DVDs came out, people didn't even have DVD players. Right. You know, you'd send them a DVD and they'd go, oh, we're going to need a tape. And now, VHS, yeah. Now it's links. You right. know, you don't even send anything out. What do you got on YouTube? Exactly. Three yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, how's, how's that been for you? You, you going full steam with it, or has that been a challenge for you? What's that? Just the whole social media aspect. You know, I know you're podcasting, I know that you're, yeah, you're, you're it's, Facebook uh, and everything. Yeah, well, now I got a podcast, uh, right. bestmedicine.com. It's the uh, uh, bestmedicinepodcast.com. It's me and Dan Gabriel. Dan Gabriel, who's you know been on Dan. the show. Yep. He's been Dan's on the been show, on the show. Mm -hmm. very funny guy. Definitely. And we dispense advice to uh, the world, I guess. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lofty goal. Hey, you know. It <laughs> must be quite a weight on your shoulder. That's all right. Um, <laughs> it's the least I could do. Um, we have a disclaimer at the beginning, you know, because we offer every type of advice. doesn't sure. matter what it is, relationship, political legal advice you know we yeah. don't, <laughs> but our disclaimer is you know we have no degrees or training right and taking our advice you know could make it worse <laughs> right well that's good yeah so. I'm, I'm pretty sure that that alleviates any kind of a legal burden I, on I don't think part. I think we're fine <laughs> so you should be perfect yeah, yeah. Uh, have you found that that's that that's helped you know really getting out there and building sort of you know people on Facebook and fans through your podcast is that is no that, but it gives me something to do during the day see it all comes back to it <laughs> fucking kills an hour <laughs> I have to drive there you know I, I thought we were gonna be doing show prep and everything because Dan came up with the idea right it's his baby basically and uh, I thought we'd be doing show prep but no we just show up and <laughs> some other dumbass comedian comes on as a guest and we fucking interview him or <laughs> her right so. Rarely her, let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to start bringing in some women. <laughs> this is an advice show, and women love advice. That, oh, that is true. They yeah. need to be told what to do. <laughs> Capture that female market. <laughs> they like it. So if, well, what's sort of an ideal career for you? You know what I mean? So you've been doing this a while. I mean, obviously you love doing stand-up more, more than anything else, but if, like, if you, could get a, if you can get a, like a gig out here full-time, would you take it? Or? I would take it, but that's not what I want to do. Okay. Um, I really want to direct. No. <laughs> I, I, I like to do some acting, you know. Yeah? yeah. Have, how's that? Have you done? Well, I have an agent, and I've gone out on a bunch of auditions. Okay. And uh, none of it's been quite right for me. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> yeah, I look good on paper, and I was like, you know, I hope true. they don't call me. And, and luckily, you know, they haven't. <laughs> it's worked out, because that would uh, really be an uncomfortable situation. Right, for you right. Have I mean, to, to turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> we, got a, we got a chat question, Scott? Yeah, Mark wants to know, uh, is there an end goal for your podcast? I mean, is there something that you're hoping to attain because you're doing a podcast? Um, yeah, well, you, what people are using the podcast now for is, uh, is getting people to come out to their shows. Right. You know, so that's basically what it is. We want to get it. I mean, I would love it to be so popular that that's all I had to do. Sure. Maybe once in a while come into Vegas and, you know, sell my soul to these fucking people. <laughs> is it working? I mean, are you getting people saying, the reason why I'm here is because of your podcast? Not yet. We've only done eight episodes, though. Or seven. Right. right. So, huh. you know, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, it could. Right. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Right. Well, Brant's going to L.A. because of this show. So. Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> 18 episodes, that kid skyrocketed. So yeah, he's here's, already... here's hoping. <laughs> I don't know. What I, is he doing in L.A.? 
Uh, I don't know. He's he's kind of been out there a few times, um, you know, uh, showcasing mainly. Oh, okay. uh, but he's had a few people come out and see him, and uh, you know, he's he's done well. So I think ultimately he he wants to make the move out there. Uh, and as someone who's made the move out there, what are your what are your thoughts on moving to LA for comedy? Um, uh, I'd rather people didn't do it. <laughs> I'm sure you'd. <laughs> there's enough fucking comics in my way out there as it is. Is it annoying that there's that many comics oh, out there? Oh my god, everybody. Well, you know. Yeah. It's like there's so many actors and. Right. No, but you got to eventually move to L.A., but put it off until you're funny, is what I would tell right. people. Wait till you're a headliner, I would say. But then, you know what? How, I don't like to give people advice. Right. Well, you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone just picked up another subscriber. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, but I, I think one of the annoying things is, uh, as, as someone who's, who's done comedy and is good at comedy, like, it's got to bother you when, when some, you know, uh, you know, singer says, well, fuck, I, you know, there's not enough music, uh, so I'm going to come up here, write three jokes, play guitar, and now I'm doing comedy uh, open mics. Yeah, so that kind of stuff doesn't doing, bother yeah. me anymore. I mean, the thing is about L.A. is, you know, I was halfway through saying don't go out there till you're ready, you know. There's people that have gone out there and they're not ready, right. and they're fucking got a Comedy Central special. Exactly. So it's See? like, I, I can't really advise people. I personally would not go out there until I was funny. Right. But, you know, Doesn't if matter. you got the look, you right. know, you could be the next Ashton uh, Kutcher. And that's the thing. Like, uh, people, people often say, you know, you, you move to a big city, do you work throughout? There's no answer to that because people have succeeded and failed both ways. Right, right. Horribly, exactly. badly, and, and, and amazingly huge. It's just whatever happens to work. There's no secret to comedy. That's why only like 3% of comics really right. sort of achieve that, that really top level of, of notoriety because there's, there's no right way to do it. You just, right, exactly. It just I mean, I'm sure you know, I would have told Larry the Cable Guy, that old cable thing. <laughs> yeah. where, where are you going <laughs> with this, this Dan Whitney? Come on. Yeah, come on, no. Dan. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way to tell people how to do it. So you, what, what kind of thing would you... Wanted to want to be like the wacky neighbor on a sitcom. Oh, you wanna? No. Do I seem wacky to you? Not really. Yeah. See, not I was, not wacky and then like a. I like a to way be the serial killer neighbor. Oh, now we're now see? we're somewhere. Now we're getting you know, somewhere. I could get a regular gig like on Dexter or something. Like, I'm good at co-hosting, so I can be co-serial killer. Right. Uh, no, you're the main guy, but I'll help you out. Yeah. I'd cut the body up, whatever right, you feel I'll like doing. I'll bury the bodies. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, yeah, I'd like to do acting actually. Really? You know, I mean, I've been doing comedy for almost 20 years now. Yeah. And so, and I would never give it up, you know, I mean, there's no other, um, uh, there's no other uh, medium that you can just, uh, meaning that you can just go out and say what you think, right. thought of that day and just say it. You know, <laughs> right. No, just, in fact, that's frowned upon almost yeah. every other yeah, career. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> what else we got, Scott? Chat room. Uh, Ron wants to know if you've already been on TV or movies. Um, well, I, I've done some... I did the HBO Comedy Festival, and that was supposed to be on TBS, but it never made it. Yeah. Um, it was weird how that happened. Yeah. I remember looking forward to it, and it didn't work out. It never, it never went on. So I, just a series of almost. I did do a photo shoot last year with uh, Lindsay Lohan. She was supposed to be in a movie, Inferno. Okay. And um, it's the first time I've ever lost a gig because of someone else's drug and alcohol. <laughs> 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 uh, but... Why, why switch it? Just because you're bored with stand-up? or it's more? No, I mean, that's really what I wanted to do. I mean, when, oh, I, always, when right. I was in high school, I, was, uh, um, I did some plays, you know. And so I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. Then I got out of high school. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? 
You know, there was nobody said, hey, you go here, you go there. So yeah. I just, you know, kind of fucked off for like 15 years and then decided to get into it when I was like 34, 33. Yeah. And, but acting is what I really wanted to do. So, but I went to one of those, uh, you know, you can talk like this on the radio schools. Right. You know? oh, and so, so I went yeah. to that and they were like, ah, you're too funny <clears> for this. Uh, you should do stand-up. So then I went and took a stand-up comedy course. Did you and, really? Uh, it's the most fucking horrendous thing I ever did. Thank you. Got the worst advice ever. Yeah. Which was right for the dumbest person in the room. And I, that's why my act was so bad. Wow. I don't Turned trust out the me. dumbest person in the room was fucking me. <laughs> I don't trust those. <laughs> we're listening to this asshole. You I don't know? trust those classes. Because, again, kind of like we were just saying, you can't, uh, you know, it just sort of happens. I don't think you can teach somebody, uh, you know, to, to be funny, to write funny. Like, well, except it is a place to start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most of the time, like, like I said, when I got out of high school, I was like, how the fuck do you, yeah, you go right. from, you know, you know, you, how do you get from here to there? I mean, it's just such a, you know, you don't know you got to go to the, learn how to act, go to acting school, and, you know, right. there's a whole thing you fucking do. Right. But that's another thing, acting school. Acting school is, actually works. Yeah, but I feel like there's more of a craft to, to that, uh, I, mean, I don't know. I, I don't act at all, so I'm, I'm now whatever. Anything I say from this point on is complete just bullshit conjecture. But uh, I feel like like there's you know there's technique in acting, whereas in stand up, you know, is yeah. there really? I mean, maybe if you're like literally at ground zero, like you have no idea. Which you I know, think most people do. That you, yeah, you you might be right, but I I because I, I I was involved in, uh, in in a comedy class for a while. Uh, and it, yeah, I just, I just felt like, what, what are you looking to learn? You know, I, I feel like people show up there expecting to learn how to do stand up, and maybe that's what I don't like. Maybe a lot of people sort of bill it as, come here, we'll teach you how to be a, you know, teach you how to be a professional stand up comic, and, well, I, and yeah. I don't think you can ever do that. Well, the problem is, I mean, there's a lot of them. They're like, you know, there's one in L.A. where they, they tape you, and they, they'll get it to all the agents in L.A. Right, that's what you want. Your right. first fucking five minutes <laughs> right, you ever right, do. Right. You want everybody to see that. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But people think it's a great idea. All right, I'm going to be Definitely. a star. They, but if you start from nowhere, I had been to one comedy show in my life. Wow. Robert Klein when I was in like that's, maybe high school or something. That's a good one if you have to go to one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great. You know, but that's all I knew about stand-up comedy. I right. would have known. But the guy that ran the class also ran the open mic. So, yeah. And I got lucky. It was a great open mic. Yeah. It was Silver Dollar Pizza in Portland. It was great. Um, <laughs> really? Oh, it was great. They had a giant room in the back, and then, you know, the, it was college students would come in there. Oh, wow. So it was, you know, it was packed almost every Tuesday. Yeah. It was one of those rare good open mics, because right. open mics are usually horrible. Yeah. And uh, do you still ever check out just, like, smaller gigs in, in L.A.? Or I mean, I know that you're obviously a pro comic, but, like, if you have some new shit, you, will you ever go down to an open mic or a smaller room? I, I hear there's a couple of good ones in L.A. that I have not. I've been mostly working the road, which is why I'm out here more. Right. Uh, I'm trying to work Vegas more so that I can be close to L.A. Yeah. But there are a couple of good places to do it in L.A. Be mostly horrible, horrible. Right, that's the thing. Well, most of the people that put on open mics uh, are like brand new comics that just want a place to, to tell their jokes. Well, somebody, uh, I, inter I met some guy when I first moved to L.A., this guy goes, uh, there was a group of us comics then at the Improv, mm -hmm. the Melrose Improv, the Hollywood Improv. And the uh, guy introduced me, and he said, I think I know you. Do you run a room? And I said, uh, no, I'm funny. <laughs> That's <And> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and a couple of comics were like, fucking thank you. Yes. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, no, but I don't know. It's, 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 it's frustrating uh, sometimes in, in that regard. Well, that's why you don't want to start. I feel so bad for people to start comedy in L.A. It's just fucking horrible. You know, 
Second worst place, Las Vegas. No, uh, <laughs> there's some decent open mics out here. There's some decent comics out here too. There really are. You it, know, but it's a little tougher because you got to really go after the audience. Right. And I think when you start out doing comedy, you don't want to have an act that goes after the audience. I don't mean insulting them or anything, but you're really working them hard because there are tougher audiences here. And I don't think that really lends itself to going to L.A. See, so you think it's a, you think it's harder. The the comics are the the rooms are harder out here. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Even even in even in Los Angeles. No, not necessarily. Los Angeles is the same way. Right. I okay. mean, the crowd is just full of wannabe actors and right. You know, all comics. Right. You know, so it's just it's it's horrendous. Right, but out here you think the rooms are a little tougher. Uh, why? Again, just because what you were saying before. Yeah, because you're trying to go after a crowd that's not used to going to comedy clubs. Right. You know, so, I mean, I don't know that much about the open mics, but once you start doing showcases at the comedy clubs around here, right. and you see you're having a tough time, well, then, you know, now you're doing whatever you can to get them to laugh instead of just telling your jokes. Where, where do you, where's your favorite place? Where do you love to perform? If you, if, you had, if you had to pick a place. <coughs> right now, it's the Punchline in San Francisco. Wow, okay. Another legendary club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just recorded my new CD up there. Yeah couple of months ago, which I'm editing right now. That's awesome. So, And is it because they're just sort of smarter, a little savvier comedy fan, or just? Yeah, yeah. I think they're really, yeah, they're a combination of polite. <laughs> That's educated, big, Educated, yeah. you know, and kind of open-minded. Yeah. Although they will turn on you for, go, you know, they can be a little politically correct. Right. But that's the way it is everywhere now. You're going to step on somebody's toes. Right. I mean, you're just saying people like to laugh at themselves. I think they mostly like to laugh at other people. Right. And then when you get around to them, hey, hey, hey. Slow it down. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. What, what's up, Scott? What do we got? A couple questions from Ron. He wants to know, based upon what you said about the Las Vegas crowd, do you do more crowd work here because of that? Uh, no, actually, I do less because of that. Um, it's... Uh, because they're, such, they're so splintered. It's not like the regular people that come to a, a comedy That's club. That's a great point. These are people from all, you know, all different walks of life, and yeah. you don't know what they're going to laugh at or if they're going to shut up. So I just <laughs> go up there and bulldoze right through my act. That's a great point. Yeah. You know? I only really talk to I used to pride myself on crowd work, which crowds love. But the problem is now you go after somebody in the crowd, that's all they want. Right. You know, now it's like there's blood in the water. Right. And it's a feeding frenzy. They want, oh, now go get that guy. You know, right. Like, well, that's not really what I do. And, and, we've, and we've talked about it before. Once you sort of break that fourth wall, you can't be mad. If you go out into the crowd, you can't yeah. be mad when the crowd starts coming back, exactly. at, back exactly. at you. And now what? Now right. you, you've written all these jokes that are good. Well, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> Although those shows can be fun, too. I mean, yeah. there's no hard, fast rules. Right. I mean, I have a, I've had uh, shows where I never got to my material because, you know, I was just going at it with the crowd. Right. But that's rare. Right, and and like you said, like if 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 it's one or the other, you probably rather just do your joke because you know what's going to happen with your jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else we got, Scott? Uh, Maya wants to know if you've done any international work, Europe, so forth. I have not. Everybody keeps telling me I do really well in Ireland, but I have a fear of flying. Oh, really? Which is another reason I do Vegas a lot. I was going to say that's got to hinder you a little bit when you're yeah, a comic. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, I get hammered to fly, and. Uh, and I have to come up with reasons to fly. No, uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have a fear of flying, so I try to stay off the planes. So I try to just work close. Yeah. Do you like hang out with, with other comics? Like, are, is that your peer group, or do you kind of stay away from it? No, no, I did when I was in San Francisco. Cisco. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of friends I had up there. Yeah. And all of them now live in LA, but they've all got, you know, like got families and. You know, I'm like, what the fuck did you get into comedy for if you're going to live a normal it. life? Exactly. I mean, the whole point is to live a rock and roll lifestyle, and you've strapped yourself with family and right. 
I don't get it. Yeah, right? you're not going to find a lot of really successful comics that uh, that have uh, successfully balanced family and uh, and and stand up. Some have both, yeah. but you'll find that really good comics that have a family probably didn't take that good care of their family because I don't think you can. I don't think you can do both really well. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't have a family. So. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen some shambles. I've seen families. <laughs> In fact, um, I had a friend up in, in the Bay Area. He was talking to another friend of ours. And they were bitching about their careers, like you always do. Right. And uh, the guy says to him, you know, well, at least at night you have a family to go home to. And I was thinking, at least at night, I don't have to go home to a family. <laughs> that's, that's like the one thing you could look forward that, to. Exactly. That's, what, that's why I'm in this, you know? You eat shit on stage. You go home, it's nice and quiet, watch some TV. Exactly. No one bitches at you because you weren't here to tuck the kid in. Exactly. Or whatever people argue about at home. I mean, that's an example. Yeah, uh, kids? Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but you, you're... Oh, well, I didn't mean to say that whole thing about being the stupidest fucking thing you can do. <laughs> well, well it's nothing I, I haven't... Say that. I nothing mean. I haven't thought while sobbing quietly. Um, <laughs> See, uh, I can sob. Right. Loudly. <laughs> right, because no one's Nobody's there. there. You're not going to wake anybody up. Exactly. Maybe the neighbors. Yeah. Um, but you don't, like, uh, you don't like run material with you. I never understood comics who can do that. I've, I've never been able to do it. Like run jokes with, with other people and do bits together. Well, again, when I was in San Francisco, we'd all get together and we'd write jokes together. Yeah. We'd come with our notebooks and open them up and then everybody would take turns and, and tag each other's that. jokes. Yeah. It's great. But the problem is you've got to get the right group of guys. Right. Because if you don't, it just turns into a bullshit session. Right. You know. Yeah. Either that, or like, I would always be nervous. I'm like, well, what if there's some gray area about whose joke is whose joke? Like, I would, I would be nervous about that. Yeah. Now that's that's always pretty easy. The the one that bothers me is somebody will come with an idea, and a couple of people give them great ideas for the joke. Like, well, that's not where I was going with it. <laughs> well, it sucked where you were going with it. <laughs> right. This is and the right. Go this way. That's why we say you should go this way. <laughs> so it's frustrating. You have to have the great chemistry of guys. But the worst part is the is the bullshit session. Right. You know, I've had writing groups. You go over there, and like two hours into it, everybody's just fucking telling road stories. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> That's I, I great. Can this. we do this at the bar after we, we tell in, the jokes yeah, that yeah, we're writing yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, we'll do this in the green room. Right. Uh, so, ideally, you're thinking, get a decent acting gig somewhere, and then that will award you both, uh, you know, financially and creatively the time to, to just do stand-up when you want to well, on, that's on the, your terms. Well, that's the thing. You see these guys who land TV series or whatever, movie roles. Right. Next, very next thing they do is they go out and hit the road doing stand-up again. That's when you're hottest, yeah. their fees are just go through the roof. They're ridiculous, right. you know. Yeah. I mean, you got guys making thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a weekend. Yeah. And that's truly... That's truly when you're sort of your own boss. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why when people say, oh, these assholes come in, he wanted this, he wanted that. And I'm like, you wait till I fucking make it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to wish that guy was asking. You're going to hire another fucking team to get in here. <laughs> it, and I understand it because people treat you like shit. Right. You know what? You go to these clubs, a lot of them. Some of them are great. But if you're not somebody that's a draw that brings people in, you're like in their way. You know? I, and there's I, a yeah. world of difference between feature, uh, opening, featuring, and headlining. I mean, I headline just about everywhere I go. Every once in a while, I'll take a feature gig, maybe for Bobby Slayton. Right. I open for Bobby a lot at Hooters we did for a couple of years. The way that people treat you, just from normally being a, a feature, and, but you're normally a headliner, it's like, holy shit. It's, right. it's like you're a piece of shit. 
Right, and, and you know, that's something that I bitch about all the time, it, because there's no, there's no reason for it. No one's coming to your stupid club for any other reason than to see people tell jokes. They'll never tell you that, though. No. You know, you're lucky to be there. Exactly. Yeah, you are, you are treated more, you're, you're treated like crap, even though there's no other reason people are there other than to see you. Right. But you're the least important person in, in the eyes of, of, the, of the club. Uh, well, there's a guy up really in, in Portland, Harvey's, the club that I started in. Yeah. Um, he, he was, he's famous for saying, hey, it doesn't matter who I put up there. I serve good food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I put a fucking monkey, you know, in a hat and people well, come you in. Could, you know what? You could cut a couple thousand dollars of cost by not putting anybody up there and being right. a restaurant. You right, know people right. are here to see comedy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that, that, that's got to be, that's got to be. It's frustrating, yeah. but, you know, the, the, you can't argue with success, though. That's true. You know, if a guy's treating you like shit and his club is full, you know, I guess the guy's got something figured out. Exactly. Yeah. If the club is empty, you know, yeah. or if you're you're the one bringing people in, then you can, you know, if you're the one bringing people in. Yeah. Suddenly, again, that that changes things. But even if you're running a small open mic, you're packing that bar for your shitty open mic. You're suddenly treated much more. Uh, you're the king. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I wow. guess that's how it should be. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this doesn't doesn't mean we can't bitch about it. Yeah. That's right. That's <laughs> what we do. Now we all have our own fucking shows doing it. Exactly. But <laughs> everyone will listen to me complain. <laughs> that will make this less sad. Um, let's uh, let, let's as, as we're kind of closing in. Uh, I love to end uh, every episode with uh, with a hell gig. Uh, you've performed a million places. <laughs> Sounds like you might have had one or two hell gigs just from your tone. Um, yeah. What uh, what do you say? You want to share one with us? Um, well, I, you know, because you kind of put them out of your mind. But the one that I remember the most, right. I had moved, I think I was still living in Portland, and it was somewhere in the Bay Area, but it was a small town in the Bay Area, maybe Redding or something. It was at a bar, <coughs> which is a one-nighter is what they call them. You just go in for, they, have, they do comedy once a night. It's not a comedy club. Fairly new room. I'm up on stage, and I'm just chewing. I mean, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> and uh, now I get into it with the crowd. And now the crowd is letting me know how bad I suck. <laughs> right. And it's like anything. Once I've seen comics go, you know what? This shit works 99% of the time. But <laughs> you know what? It ain't working right. Right now, you are not fucking funny. You're not going to convince an audience yeah, yeah. to start liking you because other times people yeah, like you. Exactly. Yeah. So you're just. So then I end up arguing with the crowd. Now this pisses the bartender off, <laughs> who's this huge fucking guy. And now he comes up. And I'm on stage, and he's almost eye to eye with me. Jeez. And he's on, and I'm on stage, and he's standing flat-footed. Right. And we're arguing. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, and I walked out. I, was, I did like 15 minutes. And I drove home that night, and I was like, maybe I'm just, you know, not funny. I just won't do this anymore. You know, this is stupid. I should quit. Right. And I, I'm not going to say I cried here on... Uh, <laughs> on your show. Something but, might have gotten uh, in your eye. Yeah, you know what? The wind was really bad. <laughs> right. No, but I was like, I was so fucking just devastated. Yeah. I just, because because I was working, you know a guy named Mickey Joseph? I don't. No. He's here in town. He's doing the Rat Pack downtown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Funny, hilarious comic. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I started late. So I was only been doing it a couple years at the time. He went on stage. And of course, the next guy, you know, when somebody fucking chews and goes yeah. out of flame, the next guy just goes up there. Hilarious. He gets a half-ass joke out, and everybody's, oh, this guy, and then, yeah. And that only makes you feel yeah. worse. It just fuels your anger. Exactly. Because yeah. I have a theory that there's always something you can do to get that crowd. Yeah. There's always something you can do. I don't care how bad the crowd is, there's always something you can do. Look at Bill Burr in uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, if you want to see that, you should, that's on YouTube. He was uh, in Philadelphia. All the comics had been booed. They walked up to getting booed. Yeah. By the end of his uh, 15 minutes, 
you know, he got like a standard ovation yeah. and some booze. But, you know, <laughs> but I, mean, I mean, it's Philly. They were fucking assholes. Right, yeah. But, you know, I don't like that. Finally, he's, I mean, he, I've never seen anybody that brutally booed before. Right. And he's like, I will be selling my CD. <laughs> it's, fucking, it's fucking hilarious. And by the time they were done, he was done. People loved it. There's always something you can do. You're not one of those guys that will blame the crowd. No, I hate crowd. it. You know, yeah. I mean, crowds do suck. But one thing, selling CDs after the show has taught me a lot. Because you will have a low... Uh, response crowd, and that's when you sell the most CDs. Really? Yeah, that's absolutely. If you ask anybody to sell CDs or DVDs after their shows, that's when people will come up. It's almost every time. And I used to, before I started selling CDs, I'd be like, "That fucking crowd sucks. They hate me. I yeah. hate them." But now <laughs> I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna make a couple extra bucks." Yeah, <laughs> uh, how's it going? You know, thanks yeah. for coming to the show. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's response doesn't have anything to do with how much people are having a good time. And it, I also think that, that uh, because laughter is such a weird, contagious thing, that if the room's not kind of raucous, even if someone's enjoying it, like, they don't want to be, like, the one person, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, like, losing it. So they'll, they'll just chuckle quietly, and then they'll buy your shit and laugh hard in the car. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't do any good for you, but, uh, hey, at least yeah. you get a couple bucks yeah, out of the deal. Yeah, exactly. It's just weird. It's, uh, crowds have their own personality, and I don't know how that happens. You know, I mean, people that'll say, well, I'll tell you, this is how you read a crowd. You know, <laughs> fuck, fuck you. You just get lucky sometimes, sometimes you don't. You That's know? it. Uh, all right, let's talk about it. Robert Duchesne, you can, if you're in Vegas, you can see him this weekend uh, at the Four Queens, headlining at the L.A. Comedy Club. Uh, check out the podcast. Is it Bad Medicine? The Best Medicine. Best, sorry, Best podcast. Medicine. Podcast. Should have went with Bad Medicine. That's pretty good. Easier to remember. <laughs> yeah. But uh, thebestmedicinepodcast.com or just you know, Google The Best Medicine or... Or fuck it, don't. I don't care. <laughs> Just go to his website. It's a great website, <laughs> and you will find all you need to know there. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Duchesne. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for checking out the show, everybody. We will see you next week. Look at my ear. Stare at it. Goodbye. Thanks.